Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. So are you saving enough for retirement or can you send your kids to college? I'm dealing with this right now. Can you even pay your monthly bills? If you're like most of us, it's a struggle even to pay the bills that come in every month, much less even think about the future. But my guest today is going to help us to figure some of this out. Julie Jason is an attorney and a money manager. So Julie, welcome to the show. You know, my first question is going to sound ridiculous, but how much do you need to save? What's the what's the ballpark? Okay, what's the, so here's the, the thing: amount because the life because life's too short. The, you need you need to look inwardly to see exactly how much you personally what your life is like and what you look, want your life to be. Every person has a different answer to your question. I knew so you were going to say it, that. It, it really, and <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. But there's a way. There's a way to uh, to actually get a grip on it and. I, I have this little experiment that I can tell you about that can get people going. Would Do you it. like to hear it? I would. All right. So, all right. So, anyone who's not retired, uh, if they can just imagine, say today's Tuesday, if you can just imagine that on Monday you will retire. So, question is, how much are you spending, and where is the money coming from to support you throughout your retirement? What that does is it kind of sets you on a path to looking at the right things to thinking about, all right, what kind of life do I want to have? Where, What am I spending it on now? What do I want to spend it on in the future? But more important than anything else, where's the money coming from to support me? So that exercise can help people get themselves on track to preparing for the future. And what you want to avoid, and again, this, is, this has to do with health, uh, healthy mindset uh, and, and enjoying retirement is is, is understanding your own situation and avoiding the regret that people have when they say that they wish they had started saving and investing earlier. And that's a common frame of someone who's in their 60s or 70s. They will say, gee, I wish I had started saving earlier. And you just don't want to be there. So it's interesting that finance and health are combined. They are there are different sides of the coin. Because but they have to be You cannot have confined. retirement security. That's right. I mean, you, you have to think they medical do, management. And what if there's a medical catastrophe? And if we're living older, we're going to need more medications. We're going to need, you know, walkers or, or, God forbid, cancer care. I mean, there's all kinds of things where money and health inter- interact and intersect. Absolutely. 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 And then and then so so when someone's retired, the worst thing for them to to be thinking about is how can I pay for those emergencies and where's the money coming from? And can you imagine, let's say you have a very successful working career and then and then you have to worry about where every dime is going when you retire. That is not a healthy state. So it's all about preparedness. So what do we do to prepare? How do we kind of get, I mean, if, if we're somebody in our 50s per se, theoretically, me <laughs> and a couple of kids going to college. I mean, I have a little savings. I'm lucky that way, but still, I got a kid about to go to college in August, Julie. And you know, you start to think: Do I? Do I 
take out the loan for college? Do I put it on him? You know, because you don't want to use up your life savings to pay for college. And then what if something happens to me or my husband? So where do you want us all to sort of look at our big picture? We have to look at how we live, just as you said. But then what? Okay, so this, most importantly, if you have children, one thing that tends to happen is that all focus is on the child and, and you come last. And that's the worst possible thing to do, to prioritize children over yourself. And the reason is... They have to be they have to be prioritized at the same time. So you have two priorities, yourself and your children. The worst situation is to put yourself last because you're giving up time and time is all about compounding and all about creating wealth and everyone needs to create wealth. So two priorities, children and self, they're equal. They're not they're not subordinate. Your priorities are not subordinate to your children. So that's number one. Number two, people don't know that you can pay for college in a you don't people don't always need to go the loan route and i did a a, a column that i've included in this in this book on how to pay for a, a an uh, an ivy league or um an elite college at the cost of a state college and there's data available now that was not available before uh through uh through um a us department of education website that lets you see the actual cost that people are paying for college and how that's done. And it's, and it's a wonderful website. I encourage everyone to, to take a look at it. Um, and, you know, if you, if you email me, I could, I could send you the direct link. And by the way, my email address is readers at juliejason.com. But so there's a way to, uh, there's a way to go, uh, to do both, to accomplish your, your goals and the children's goals at the same time. So that's number one. And number two, um, there are resources available today that may that you may not be familiar with because they're relatively new resources like the Department of Education uh, information. Third, you have to keep in mind that you want to avoid that regret of not starting early enough. So you have to start today. And yeah. the way to start depends on the situation, of course, but you have to start saving and investing today. So you're a money manager, Julie. People hear about financial advisors, money managers, you know, stock brokers. And how do we know who it is that we're supposed to go to to make that financial plan, to, to see who can help us with our money? How do we pick somebody? All right. That's a tough question to answer because, again, it is dependent so much on the person's background and on the person's needs. So if you look at history, you'll know that the financial services industry has evolved a great deal. And it used to be in uh, before 1975, that's a bit way back, but before May 1st, 1975, the financial advisor that most people could go to was a broker who was considered a customer's man. So he was placing orders for the customer and he basically worked for the customer. So he's a traditional stockbroker. But over time, that's evolved, and now firms sell product. So that same stockbroker who was a customer's man is now in a different position because he has now product that he can and, and does sell as part of his services. So nothing wrong with that, but it's just a question of people understanding that. And then you have another layer of financial, someone who can help you financially, and that is a registered investment advisor, and that's the type of firm that, that that my firm is. Um, 
and it's hard. It's hard for individuals to distinguish one from the other. So that's a common question that I get that I answer in my columns. And I do have two sections of the book that deal with that. Again, these are these are people asking, you know, how does this all work? And one section of the book um, is all about how to judge the differences and the different landscape, the legal landscape that underpins how people, what services they provide. And then the other is all about being a skeptic. So how to how to how to work with an advisor so you're getting the best service and the best advice, but you're directing it. You are not you are not um, being directed by the advisor, and that's that's a common theme of mine too. That you really have to be working with whoever you're working with, whether it's an attorney, an accountant, or whoever you're working with, or a financial advisor. You really have to know enough to be able to manage that relationship. So, see, and very, that's very an important, important. point. So, it is because even with health, I I, I always advise people and listeners and and patients and clients, that you have to be your own best health advocate. You have to understand your condition mm-hmm. or understand it a little enough that you can advocate for yourself and get the best help that you need. So it's the same when it comes to our finances. Tell us about it's your website same. and where we can find out more information about you and your book. So the website is juliejason.com, and it's uh, Julie, J-U-L-I-E, Jason, J-A-S-O-N.com. And um, there's information on the website about the book, and it's available in the local bookstores and on Amazon. And I do encourage everyone to do email me because that's what really makes my job as writing the column so much better and so much more useful to, to everyone. Well, it's great information. It's important for all of us to know our financial situation, where it starts, where it where it sits as of now. And my goodness, just don't watch the market every day because that'll take a toll on your health, if anything will. Thank you so much, Julie, for being with us today. And that's juliejason.com. You can go there and get more information or you can email her at readers at Julie. Is that what it is? Readers at Julie? Yes, readers as in someone reading the column. Yep, yep. So people can go there and email you, and you have at Retire Secure Now on Twitter, and the book is called Retire Securely. Thank you so much, Julie, for being with us today. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Life's Too Short because it is. So start your financial planning, take care of your health, and we'll all be better off. Thanks for listening. Stay well.